right. Well, hey, Gabe. <laughs> cold open. That was the coldest. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, well, um, this is a little different uh, today because we're doing a... Uh, <laughs> than your regular day. Than the regular day. Do we have the, a format? Uh, no. Okay. No, we, we prefer not to. So uh, today is the day before holiday weekend, which means that uh, no one will be riding their motorcycle for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been why, completely why is, quiet why is today. Don't people ride motorcycles on holidays? I don't think they're home yet. Oh, okay. uh, so maybe we might have get, a trying to get stuff done. <laughs> trying to get stuff done so they can get home and then interrupt our I, podcast. I took a uh, internal development day. And what what is that exactly? Lay by the pool and sleep. Um, have you ever had those dreams like everybody in the world disappears? What would you do? You never had those. What would you do do with yourself if you were all alone? If I was all alone, what would I do? Um, do I have You don't beer? need to tell me. That's okay. kind of like, you know, your birthday <laughs> wish. Yeah. I'm having some <laughs> If you tell me, though. it won't come true. Yeah. I don't think you want to know, actually. What I, so, I like staycations and staying home yeah, and just vegetating. So, every once in a while, I'll burn a vacation day. We don't go away very often or take long vacations, mostly because my wife's job is fairly demanding and, you know, it's just the way it is. So occasionally I will burn a vacation day rather than lose it and I will have an internal development day where I do more or less nothing, including like just barely getting dressed for the day until it's time to pick up my kid. So like I'll go read a book by the pool or like hang out and do... Virtually nothing. So about uh, what two two and a half hours ago, I drank a twelve and a half percent beer, which I never do during the well, middle then, of the day. Is that what we're about to drink? Oh it's no, all, no, 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 no! This is just oh, this is just ten percent. Yeah, just ten, just 10%. just ten percent. But I, I'm perfectly functional for this conversation. Oh well, um, that's a start. At, at, let's see, what was I? Point oh two. Point oh two. That's I, pretty I functional. That's. I'm glad I to somebody's make sure checking. I was safe for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Well, so um, what are we drinking today? This is this is a good mm, one. Uh, this is Gubna. 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 Yeah. Chicken Boca Gubna. Chicken Boca uh, Gubna. This is uh, uh, this is an Imperial IPA. That it is that. It's from wow. Oscar Blues, uh, which we've we've done before, but you know, they're one of our favorite breweries, I think, if I yes. can speak for you, which is really weird. It is, um, but uh, you're right. I do love this this brewery, and they're, I've never been disappointed by a beer they've made. No, and I, I loved their brewery when we visited in Brevard. Um, I thought they had a cool vibe, and I love um, supporting them. So yeah, they they seem like the kind of people that that would take internal development days regularly. <laughs> yes, I agree, and I think. Um, uh, they take their beer seriously too, and their beer has is really really good. I mean, we've had so many good uh, beers that they've made. Ten Fifty is still one of my top stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when we went to the brewery, I couldn't stop just ordering that. <laughs> I, I remember, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know there are so many other choices there. But what's their Scotch ale? They make a really phenomenal Scotch ale. Oh, uh, you got to call me out to remember this on the fly, aren't you? I'm yeah, to look. I did that on purpose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look in tap cellar. <laughs> old That's chub, old chub, old chub. I don't I think I've had old chub. Old, haven't had that one yet. It's good um, stuff, and they make a nitro old chub. 
Um, they make a red ale as well, which is really, really quite so good. Basically, they make a bunch of good beers. Yeah. If you haven't had if, Oscar Blues, you can probably find them just about everywhere. Yep. Uh, definitely uh, get them in a can. Yep. Uh, when we went uh, to Brevard, uh, somebody who were there there with uh, got a, a crowler, which is a growler slash can yeah it's a the, growler can i love yeah. that it was of a white stout which was really quite oh, good that was really good stuff yeah it was it was good it was um it was almost like uh novelty good i mean it was a really right. good stout as you would imagine they make good stouts but it was novelty good because it looked like you were drinking a pale ale and then it was just this whole face full of stout yeah, it was crazy. It, which um, was awesome. That was great. Um, Stone Stone has something like that. I forget what it's called. It has a funny name like um, impersonator or something mm-hmm. like that, where where you, you think you're drinking a you know an IPA from Stone and it's this crazy chocolatey coffee flavored mm-hmm. something else. So um, I haven't opened mine yet. I'm going to open it now. Oh, uh, it, like all their other stuff, comes in a can. This, uh, boy, the, the nose on this almost smells like it has some rye in it. Wow. That does smell good. For some reason, I thought this was the red ale. I thought this was Gnite, nope. which I think is the red ale, and it's not. And man, yeah, this is, I'll definitely have to save some of this for my wife now, because she is a fan of the Imperial IPAs. Um, so, man, I can smell it. It's like across the desk from me, and it still smells Awesome. Oh, nice. Right now, Oscar Blues has uh, on their site uh, info about cooking with Old Chub. Why didn't we do Old Chub? We should have done that. But uh, they, <laughs> I like their website. They, they clearly like what they do. <laughs> so you ready? Let's give it a shot. Oh, my God. Oh, that's got a lot of sweetness to it. It does. It's very surprising, sweet, and some, like almost um, some vanilla. Yeah, like something brown sugar, vanilla up front, and then a really great smooth IPA flavor. In fact, I don't even know that I would consider this an imperial IPA, like Other from than that. like based on current standards. Which what is the current standard? <laughs> Paint. Thinner, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think it is just because the sweetness. I always in, in, um, associate the Imperials with that the high alcohol slash sweetness, and you can really taste the alcohol burn. For me, like at the end, oof. Oh, yeah, I like but that. up front, it's really malty and sweet and lots of complex <laughs> flavor. I, I definitely um, that is. I, I could drink this all summer. I I. Wouldn't be coherent for most of the summer if I did, but yeah, that would definitely be good. Although it's it's good for this podcast to be slightly incoherent because uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nerdy deep dive. Did you hear I, that? I have an unimpressive keyboard right now because yeah. we're podcasting. There's, there's you have the dummies podcasting keyboard. Yeah. I have the uh, I have the loudest keyboard, which is the, not the one you want for podcasting. No, yeah. Uh, so we're talking about, uh, I guess, keyboards. Yeah, I, this is one of those subjects that's come up a lot recently. So I thought it might be fun to talk about in reference to uh, the new MacBook, which I haven't tried that 
that one yet. But oh, yeah. yeah. It, it brings up a lot of... the disappointing keyboard. Yeah, the disappointing <laughs> keyboard. Well, I think some people are disappointed, but I, as with everything, I think it has something to do with your, what your expectations are I think it's better than in. typing on an iPad. Yeah, well, it, it, well, some people say it's a lot like ty- typing on an iPad. <laughs> so. which, which we're the old men that think that that might not be okay, because right. you know, I've watched watch people type on all kinds of surfaces and uh i think the clicky keyboard is not long for the world i totally agree although you know obviously it's our 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 thing of choice here but i've seen my kids type on uh an ipad the surface of an ipad in in ways that i didn't think possible and they're not touch typists you know they just grind away you know uh hunt and peck uh they just do it very quickly I uh, nearly failed typing in high school, but I can what? type very fast. <laughs> yeah, Do you I, type I, with like the home row thing? Uh, I you know? uh, I've, I try. If I force myself, <laughs> I can do it without looking. I don't enjoy it. I uh, I actually do something kind of like a hunt and peck. Uh, I look at the keyboard periodically, hmm. but I type pretty fast. I, I've I, I haven't timed myself in a really long time, but uh, I've never had any problem getting code written <laughs> yeah that's true I, I mean um i think it just depends on what you do if you do it a lot you're going to be fast at it no matter how you do it i have a friend matt uh when we're playing uh video games at night he's a i guess assisted man during the day um and he'll look i'll say look something up on the internet for me because i know he's playing like right next to his computer and it just sounds like yeah, I got it right here, and it sounds yeah. like it sounds like somebody just flapping on a keyboard, like and <laughs> nonsensically. That's what he's doing, and he's just giving you bullshit answers. <laughs> it could be. Well, it I wouldn't know here, the difference. You're a total idiot. <laughs> it would be I checked too far on the off. internet. Yeah, it's definitely on the internet. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's my my pod is evidence of that. Uh, my man, my pod, my blog is evidence of that. Um, so uh, yeah. I, I'm just not. I'm not a super fast typist. I actually found myself getting slower when I got the mechanical keyboard at first because I'm so used to the laptop keyboard at this point. Well, I think that any any keyboard change causes you to slow down. I yeah. slowed down when I like type on an iPad or when I switch back and forth. I actually enjoy typing on my MacBook Pro, even though those are like pretty. I would say in. The, in the grand scale of various key switches, the scissor switch is pretty, pretty uh, low quality and uh, not well regarded. But it it works fine. It's responsive. I haven't broken very many keyboards on my laptop. Yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've really broken any keys. Um, I've seen people who just like wear the tops off of the keys. Yeah. I've worked with people who type so uh, hard. Maybe because they're so used to the older style um, that they would just wear the letters off of their keys. Yeah, and yeah, that's, so that's pretty loud. common. I, I do that actually. Do um, you really? If I if I use a laptop long enough, I usually switch my laptops out about every three years, something like that. So right around three years, they're starting to fade. Huh. Yeah. I should look at mine. I've had my uh, MacBook Air for a while, and I type on it all day long. Um, and I don't think I think I'm, I just. I'm a, uh, I'm a, button musher like yeah. I, I mean i hammer hard do you really yeah i'm a i i i preserve the machine you know i try and try and do everything as gently as i can i always have um it, it's it's you're sounds, dainty 
Uh, fair, I, no, I wouldn't say dainty. I'm just careful. I'm just so like, I guess I'm just always worried about wearing it out I, to, to my own detriment. You know, like I, you I, know, just... I used to do that, but go look up the resale value on this stuff. Oh, like, I don't say it, I do it for good reason. Low. Yeah, I don't <laughs> say I do it for good reason. I guess maybe I just I'm cheap and I don't want to fix a key because it breaks or something like that. Um, but I think these things, I don't know. I've had this MacBook Air for a while. My kids have my old MacBook Air, and they type on it all the time, and it's still going strong. Yep. There's no nothing wearing off. So, but I, I do find that with this with this, I have a DOS keyboard. Is what I have. DOS. D A S. D A S. Yeah, I like DOS. Um, I have a DOS. Do you really? Yeah. Model uh, S. This is the Model S, yeah. Or do you have the, uh, what is it, the, the um, self-flagellation keyboard? <laughs> has has nothing printed on it? No, God, yeah, no. That's... No, I have a hard enough time typing, like finding the home row just with using these little tiny... Yeah, supposedly if you use that, like they sell a model that has nothing printed on any, any of the keys, they're just black. And I think that's one that I've, my friend Matt does have. <laughs> yeah, I've heard if you use that, it does improve your typing speed and your accuracy over over the long t- term, not, not As long as you're not typing actual words, it's much faster. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> um, I love the DOS. I, I like the Model S. I used it for a really long time. And in fact, um, my keys are now shiny on my DOS. Yeah, mine are too. Uh, they are, well, the ones concentrated on their home row are pretty shiny yeah. right now. I, it's funny because, okay, so uh, I guess about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago now, um, I was thinking of getting my home office, put, like completely rearranging it and like setting myself up so that I had a new desk and a new monitor and a new keyboard. And I had this image in my mind of being able to uh, come home from work, put my laptop in the little 12 South, you know, arc, what a book arc, I think it's called, plug in and write and just have a huge full screen setup with a live clicky all the keyboard. Blue, all the blue lights in the room would light up. Yep, it would be amazing. You would have under lighting um, under your face to make it, you look really like exactly. a professional writer. Like slow jazz and start playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I actually got pretty close. Um, everything uh, plugs into the monitor, right? So it's one of the Mac displays. So everything plugs into the monitor, including the keyboard and my scanner and my printer and all that stuff. So just plugging into Thunderbolt to the dock yep that's how, just, I, that's how i do it it's fantastic except for the stupid uh, mic which is unreliable yeah. through the monitor so i plug it into usb yeah that's what i had to do too so it's you know it's uh not perfect but it's, it's pretty close um and so that allowed me to not have to worry so much about you know a place to open my laptop and type on the keyboard because i now i'm like hey now i can have a click right, so now, now you have space yeah, so what I did was I went on this this kind of long, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, just a, uh, a vision quest to find the perfect <laughs> keyboard. And uh, I, ironically, right I, I'm sure that, Native Americans would really cringe yeah. at the idea that we consider finding a keyboard a vision quest. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I cringed when I said it, so it makes sense. Um, and uh, ironically, at the time, there's a lot of keyboard talk going around, and Sean Blanc had written a long review of keyboards, including <laughs> let, sound let, clips. Let me let me ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Why? So I have a whole outline for this show, so oh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to you just if go I can, for it. If I can steer a little bit later, but why do nerds love keyboards? <sighs> is, it, is it because they? Because I mean, I know plenty of people that use keyboards all day long, like my wife. 
she doesn't care about the keyboard at all. I mean, she I, noticed I gave her a nice external keyboard. Um, and she noticed, she's like, oh, this, this is, this is nice. But she really honestly doesn't care about what she types on as long as, as long as like it makes the connection and the characters typed reliably. And in fact, she, that's what she doesn't like about her error. She thinks that it's not, um, fast enough or something, or it doesn't, it doesn't always, uh, produce the keys that she presses, Inch, which, whoa. which I think is true. And um, particularly with those scissor type keys, I think they do have a lot of room for error if you don't press exactly in the center. Okay. Maybe which, is, just... which is one of the reason people like the people who like mechanical keyboards, it's usually for their accuracy, reliability, stuff like that. But why particularly like computer nerds? Well, I guess because they, I guess I was going to say, cause they use it all day long, but people who type word documents do as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's pain. It's painful when I notice it. I have an HP laptop at work, and um, basically everything ergonomic about that keyboard sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah the, I have, I have, a, I have the, a like a Lenovo laptop. Yeah, and it's the like, keyboard it's like is the, awful on it. The the trackpad is the size of an open matchbook, and the edges are sharp around it. The keys are. They have a lot of travel, but they're not very accurate. They're kind and of they spongy. And they stick if you type on the edge. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, it's that's, it's a it's a piece of shit. Basically, and mine has a nipple in the middle. Yeah, where if you accidentally hit the nipple, it moves the moves focus your cursor and changes what you're <laughs> typing. Like, right? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> oh my god, it's the worst. So people deal with those things all the time. I think part of maybe why nerds like them is they like having things set up the way they like it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they. Yeah, this I is my sanctum. A, I think it's a bit of a fetish association with computers oh, absolutely and yeah. I, I this is not a criticism because i freaking love keyboards yeah <laughs> like I, I know am, you sent me pictures of right all your keyboards there. i have a ton of keyboards i right now like i uh, getting ready for the show i said to my wife um last night i was like have you seen that keyboard that looks like blah blah, blah? she was like why don't you check the giant box in the garage filled with keyboards yeah it's like, it's which like oh yeah i put all the keyboards out in the garage because they were taking up too much space in the closet <laughs> oh my god yeah i have uh i have one keyboard game one mm. um Although uh, my kids, so my oldest son has gotten into computers and he is a bit of a nerd, uh, self-described. And so I asked him, what do you think about keyboards? And he went on and on about how, you know. Did you give you know, him a big hug afterwards? Oh, yeah. I was, I was so proud. You know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I, there are certain keyboards that you have to kind of, you have to solder together yourself Almost, and they're really yeah. cool. I haven't gotten there yet because mostly I'm afraid. Yeah. And he was <laughs> I'm talking. afraid of that rat hole. He was telling me about the Reddit, uh, subreddits uh, on about keyboards yeah. that he goes to. And he has a really nice keyboard and wants to get a new one with his birthday money. And I'm like, <laughs> Wow. That's this cool. Is, this is All pretty right, well, amazing. I have, a, I have a ton. I have a huge list of the keyboards right. that I have loved, known and loved. All right, let's hear it. Um, but first, uh, I wanted to jump into like kind of the stuff that I look for in keyboards. Since yeah. I've been through so many, um, there's there's like a really primary feature that I care about, and that is the layout. Like, there's I really like ten keyless. So that that's the like compact design keyboard oh okay so the kind like like that you have on a laptop where um there's no number pad and there may or may not be f keys but importantly the arrow keys are really close to the rest of the keyboard interesting yeah that's and the that exact is really important me. for me because i love the arrow keys right there under the shift key right there next to it 
so I can just reach down with my pinky and arrow. That's wow. that's my big thing for me. And and ten keyless are like one of the few ways you can get that really compact layout. So I have gone from my DOS DOS Model S. Um <laughs> my DOS Model S keyboard, which is a boat. Like it's a huge keyboard it is huge. and it's and heavy. I actually so I want the opposite of you. I want the <laughs> you ten want your key. your whole desk to be a keyboard that you mash with your fists. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> no. I like to have the four-way old-school arrows. Um, I like to have the big, you know, num- number pad with a num lock mm-hmm. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff on it. Do I you just, use the number pad? Well, so here's – so when I was in high school – Not for gaming. Well, let me just explain. <laughs> when I was in <laughs> I high school, going. Uh, I worked in a shipping – office as a shipping clerk and i got really 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 fast at typing on those those types of keyboards uh typing list of numbers because when you're doing shipping clerk stuff you're just yeah, yeah. typing a list of numbers exactly so i got really really fast and so i just always wanted to have a keyboard that had that in case i needed to type a lot of numbers in since then which is i have never, never. done um but uh that also uh, when we were playing uh computer games i would always use instead of that wasd control method yeah. i would use my number key and uh, no, that's how number. i did it too yep Num- so. numpad control was like exactly was awesome i was the way to do it i agree and there are things i like about the number key like being able to map it to things like keyboard maestro or yeah, other yeah. other utilities to say like they're not numbers anymore now they're things that launch applications or do special things that's super cool i totally love that but the reality is i love having those arrow keys right there near my pinky much more cuz i work in plain text so much and i work in mind maps and all kinds of stuff that use arrow keys a lot so to me, that's kind of like maybe the past 10 years I've migrated over to the 10 keyless models. Okay. But I have plenty of experience with the full-size boats. The other thing is I really um, – the connectors really matter. Like I really freaking hate those micro USB connectors on keyboards. Yeah. They yeah. suck so much. They break. Uh, they're hard to get in and out. I would really love a good like – Bluetooth keyboard that has I was going to say, what do you switches. feel about Bluetooth? I, I've had great Bluetooth keyboards. And in fact, Logitech makes some great Bluetooth keyboards, solar powered, like really nice keyboards. Um, again, those are like those scissor type keys. So they're not like clicky keys, but they're comfortable. They're, they have the right angle, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it seems like more and more everybody's going with these really crappy micro USB connections on the back of the keyboards, which stink. And I've broken off so many of the connectors. <laughs> it's like I also have the code keyboard, which is the um, what's that? Oh, it's one from uh, it's like a specialty keyboard from. Uh, have you heard of the manufacturer or the supplier WASD? Speaking of no. WASD, yeah, so they make. They make keyboards, and you can kind of, like, customize your keyboard. Like, I want these keys to be this color, and I want these keys to have this printed on it, and I want these types of switches. So the Code Keyboard, I think, was designed in collaboration with Jeff Atwood. um, Okay. From, um, 
how do, how do I forget this? What, what's the place that everybody goes to look up answers to coding problems? Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow, yeah, from Stack Overflow <laughs> fame. It's like, what's what's the source that allows everybody to have a job coding? Yeah, oh, exactly. Stack Overflow. <laughs> your, your nerd cred went way down, and the people who have amnesia and old people <laughs> yeah. appeal just went up. So, yeah. good job. <laughs> that's, that's my market right there. That's my demographic. Um, yeah, so the... The WASD keyboards are real super nice. Like, they have great switches. And you'll see, like, most everybody... We can break down the switches, but I'll just say, like, Cherry MX is what you're going to, like, find most of the time. Cherry MX are these really nice mechanical keys that the design kind of, like, the way they move... Oh, let's put these links in the show notes. Um, Yes, we should, because I... I I have a, a really great link for switch types, which has like an animation of how all the different types of switch move. Yep. And the Cherry MXs come in different colors. Like you've probably heard Cherry MX brown or Cherry MX yes. blue. Yeah, the blue are, the, are what's on my current keyboard. The blue they, are like the loudest. Yeah, they, they make on purpose an audible click yeah. as they move. The but it's, brown, what's interesting, it's not just a click um, when you press it down. It actually has several clicks that all make one click. two different types of clicks, yeah. right? There's yeah. the click caused by the sw- the switching mechanism. So when the blue comes down, it kind of like pushes past these metal prongs in those click as it moves. Right. The most common click that, or I think what people recognize as the click is the key bottoming out. Correct. Yeah. That's the plastic hitting the plastic. And there's things you can do about that. The actual mechanical click isn't super loud most of the time, but that bottoming out can be really loud based on what the keyboard's made out of. Right. And and the click... Um is very high pitched. It's like a high high frequency, right? Yeah. So you, you got this high frequency click, and then the lower frequency tap. And yeah, the when you combine like, the bang. two, <laughs> it's, and if you type really loud, like hard, like forcefully, it can be a, a deafeningly loud. Like I can't, obviously. In some ways, it's good because I can't type while we're on the podcast. I can't look things up because it, well, everybody goes. That's, that's my major issue with it. I love my DOS. I tr- I used it at work, but eventually. I recognized I was kind of being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. With, the, with yeah. our work environment, we don't have like individual offices for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, well, sitting about... there typing away at 7 a.m. and the people who come in early, they don't want to hear while they're trying to work. So I kind of started to feel bad and then I switched out my DOS. And now I have a new, relatively new keyboard that's quieter. So now I don't choose the cherry brown. I usually choose like clear. I forgot. You can go look up. Like they have different grades for how loud they are. Well, there's. Uh, <laughs> let me look at the one that I've been looking at, and I am going to tell you. It's called the Mat- Mini Tactile Pro by Matthias. Oh yeah, Matthias makes nice. Those those are not cherry. Okay, but they're they make the kind of kind of clocky sound yeah, that I kind of want. Yeah, they're they're Alps. Alps, so yes. Alps was a company that made keys for a long time. I don't know if they if they're now in business again or they sold their no, name this or something is a, like that. Alps says Alps inspired design. Yeah, for this so keyboard. Alps used to make key switches on like old school keyboards, like the old Apple keyboard. And Alps are super nice. They have a different mechanism entirely. And if I recall, Matthias have originally bought a huge backstock oh, okay. of the Alps switches and made keyboards. They're they're excellent keyboards, and their newer ones are even like they're like made for the Mac. So they have a lot of Mac functionality. They look like a Mac keyboard. They're white. Uh, they're 
they're really nice keyboards. And now they're making their own like Alps-like keys. And I've heard great things about them. The, uh, but, the, but they're different. And I think Alps are not as loud is the Cherry MX Blues. Okay. No, they definitely aren't. Um, they are kind of a, a kind of a muted sound and the keyboards are generally made of a, I don't know what, what you want to call it, but it's, it's a less, uh, clacky sound. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how else to describe it. It still makes noise, but it's, it's a very pleasant sound. I in think my that's, that, that's also the problem I have with cheaper grade, uh, keyboards that have cherry mx keys the keyboard case itself becomes an amplifier for the sound i think the dos is made really well it's it's heavily weighted and it doesn't feel hollow so the most of the most of the click sound you get out of that is from the key unless you're a button hammer like me uh whereas some i've used have like the keyboard itself is loud because it's a hollow piece of plastic right well, I'm considering heavily this Mini Tactile Pro, which is a 10 keyless. Um, yeah, why, why, why the Mini? Because they make well, a full size. They do make a full size. I, I guess just basically because what we've been talking about, I had this idea that I would use this numpad forever, and I just never use it. I also don't use the home Dell and that little block of keys, page yep. up, page down, don't use it. Um, and the arrow keys, you, you, boy, if you want to delve down the nerd uh, rabbit hole. I use the VI key mappings now in uh, Sublime Text, so I don't even use the arrow keys really. Sure. Um, and so there's really no reason for the whole right third of this keyboard right now, which would give me more room on the desk, and uh, you know, just seems to make sense. That, and that's my other big thing is I move my keyboard out of the out of the way a lot. Like I just pick it up and move it because I want to take out my notepad and write, or I want to look at diagrams next to each other or open a reference book or something like that like i use my desk like a desk a good good amount of time and that's why i like actually so sitting here at my desk right now my setup is i have my 15 inch retina macbook pro right in front of me behind that directly behind it is a 27 inch display on a um kind of like a low profile stand that i can slide the laptop under and like all the cables come underneath that stand. So if I didn't have the stupid microphone plugged in, I could actually like close the laptop, slide it under there, and it'd be completely out of the way. That'd be have nice. Like a full full desktop here. And I do that a lot when I'm working on things, like not just paperwork, but like when I'm trying to fix something, I'll sit down on my desk and move my laptop out of the way. So I really don't like those giant external keyboards anymore. Um the thing I don't like about this, and it sounds incredibly vain, but we're talking about, not vain, but picky. Trivial. Is, yeah, is that I wish it was black. It only They only seem to sell it in white, this Mini Tactile Pro, I guess, because that's the classic look. But That's I the just, Mac version. I think they yeah. do sell one that's not white, but it's PC. It's the PC, yeah. And I love, I have a black desk. I have the black bezel on the monitor. I have just, it, my desk isn't just aluminum black. That's all that's on here. And so to put the a goofy white keyboard on here, it'd be like a admitting defeat. Yeah, I never liked that white aesthetic. But no, whatever. It's dirty looking. It, it looks like it's collecting dust. Turns, turns yellow over turns the years. Yellow. Yeah, I just that's another reason why I didn't get. It sounds really. So I'll throw it. Throw out one that I bought through that the world's most terrible website, um, Mass Drop. 
because it just <laughs> causes you to buy all kinds of stupid crap. Yeah, like, I, I bought a don't lighter. Really need dude. Um, I bought a lighter off of there. Yeah, I don't, don't smoke. smoke. No, you're whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I bought a keyboard off of there, which I do use keyboards. So at least I can it's feel just good a about better that. shape than me. <laughs> I bought the Leopold FC six sixty M. When this sounds so if you look that guy up, it's tiny. It doesn't even have a normal F key row. The F keys are actually function keys along the number row. So it's even smaller. This is a tiny, tiny keyboard, but with full-size keys. And they're not like nice mechanical keys. The nice thing about the Leopold was like the keyboard is actually blue. Mini so I could get it in other colors. What do you call it? FC660M. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm bringing it, it up. I, we can actually put that mass drop link in the show notes. Do we do show notes? We've, we've done show notes in the past to varying degrees. How do you like that? <laughs> to, to varying <laughs> levels of reception. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they're on a nerds on draft, uh, website, uh, and they will be listed under the current episode. If, uh, and this episode is, oh God, um, this episode will be episode 37. Okay, so this little guy here, actually, you want me to send you that in the robot? Actually, it's going to be 36. Yeah, send it to me in the robot. We have a robot? Well, I'll send it send Just it send it to me in, in Skype in, instead. In Skype. Yeah. To figure out how to open the Skype chat. Yeah, without. it's a great interface on Skype. It's yeah. a really mm-hmm. awesome, well-designed application. Okay. There you go. So it's, it's tiny. It has the arrow keys really smashed up oh against God. the shift in function. Uh, it does have an insert and delete key, but not much else. Yeah, they're kind of hanging out there on their own. The cool thing about it is, if you look, it has has an FN key. FN key? Yeah, it has an FN key on it. And the FN key allows you to access a bunch of secondary functions, like the F keys. Yeah, I like that. I never, I haven't used an pretty, F key in years, but... That's pretty handy. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I liked about it is you can get it with... Um, couple different cases a bunch of different switches as well you can you can buy replacement switches that are all kinds of like craziness and replace the keys that are on there with colored keys or keys that have different symbols on them huh and these use cherry mx i can't remember what i bought i think i got the green i got the green i don't know it says at checkout you have choices of cherry mx Brown, red, green, gray linear, or gray tactile. Yeah, I tried to get the quietest. I don't know if green is the quietest. The other thing you can do with cherry switches is you can buy like O-rings, rubber O-rings. Oh, boy. And you put those on, and that reduces that bottom out sound. So when you you hit the bottom, the O-ring kind of like dampens that sound quite a bit. It's kind of a neat idea. So you can you can take you still get the nice click through that you get when you push the button down. So the click is very specific. If you've never used one of these keyboards, the click is very specific. Like partway through the travel, almost near the bottom, you'll feel the switch click. But there's a lot of travel to the key. Like almost like a full key height. Before, <laughs> really? Well, on a normal like you should see it on your cherry MX keys. Like the key travels quite a bit before it actually triggers that click. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Yeah, it draws about halfway down, which is about, it goes down about half the height of a key. Okay. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of travel yeah. compared to a laptop, yeah. So 
that you really have to there's a there's a couple reasons to like mechanical keys. One is that travel, meaning like it's very purposeful. So if you change your mind partway through a key press, you haven't triggered it yet. But it's also like you are committed to that press. Number two, most of these keyboards have um, what do they call it? Roll like lots of roll to them where you can you can press multiple keys almost simultaneously and all the input goes through. Whereas a lot of cheaper keyboards, if you press like six keys simultaneously, nothing happens. Or just the first key is triggered, or the first two keys. Uh, so with most of the keyboards I've used lately, every every key gets gets passed through. So you can type really, really fast if you're a super fast typist, or you can press multiple arrow keys and they don't get like tangled up together. I don't know if you ever had that experience yeah, where you're I think typing that's and where suddenly, suddenly one letter won't come through because you've typed so fast. Right, and and I think that's one of the main reasons that convinced me to get the mechanical keyboard, is there is a detente there which says, you have typed this key. And you can't help but get over that that hump. You know what I mean? Like, when you press down and it, there's no, I don't know, it's, it's, it's such a definite feeling, you know, compared to other, other things. Yeah, I've, I really heard, like I've heard it. the expression satisfying. Like yeah. it's a satisfying click. Like it feels like a, like an old school typewriter and there's something to that. It makes you feel like if you want to talk about like the, the warm fuzzy feelings, it makes you feel like you're actually doing something because there's like this mechanical response. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't really give a crap about keyboards. My wife. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do you have so many keyboards? Why did you well, spend that dear, on a keyboard? This that... one has an MX clear and this one has an <laughs> MX green. And... Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to, uh, buy a, another keyboard, which say you probably will, um, <laughs> would you buy the brown or the blue switches at this point? I almost always get the brown now. I think the blue are just slightly too loud. Yeah, I'm looking at the DOS key. They're actually making a keyboard now that looks like something I'd buy. So thanks for Is that this. the one with all the audio controls and everything like that? Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty nice. It's the key, DOS Keyboard 4 Professional for Mac. Yeah. And it's you can get brown or blue keys. Uh, it has a bunch of they are, specific... They are doing MX now. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it uh, has a USB three super speed hub, which I thought might be good. N key rollover and MS, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the N key means infinite. Yes. Uh, and my my son was talking about how uh, you can't do that over USB, but apparently they've right. gotten around it uh, using. You used to not be able to do USB. Yeah. yeah. And it says this does support full N key rollover or NKRO over USB. Um, huh. Huh. So that cool. means they're they're probably. There's probably a circuit board inside that's actually keying up the memory of the keys and then sending that along versus gotcha. just yeah, sending it, it directly. Yeah, you have to activate it using shift mute to toggle it on and off because most people don't care mm. or don't want it. Yeah, so. right. So Leopold, Matt, Matthias, I've used a Magis Touch Manila. Okay. I don't know Sounds if you heard interesting. Of that. I have not. Oh, so the Leopold was like, what was that thing? Like 100, 140 bucks? Something this, like that? Uh, this new DOS keyboard is 175 Yeah, so these are not cheap things. And the Browns are 179 Oh, yeah. my goodness. The Magis Touch, boy, I can't remember how much that was. Uh, it was also not cheap, maybe over $100. 
through Amazon. It was nice. I felt it was kind of cheap, like cheap feeling. And again, that whole uh, plastic case makes it sound louder aspect. That That's what I felt with it. It was a nice enough keyboard. A lot of these keyboards that I found are made in like Korea and they have terrible instructions, (laughs) which is kind of important for keyboards that have like seven dip switches on them. And the dip switches fundamentally change what the keys do. Holy moly. I didn't even know keyboards had dip switches. Yeah. Most most of these kinds of do. Uh, Check out the Happy Hacking keyboard. That's another super cool keyboard. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And also there's a, I was directed uh, by my son to a website called geekhack.org, which is an entire forum, uh, which if you look at the keyboards, just the keyboards forum, let alone the keyboard keycaps, ergonomics, et cetera, has 344,000 posts on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a whole... We're not even going to cover programmable keyboard, make, like <laughs> making your own with a circuit board kind of keyboards. Yeah. Which I know people that totally do that. Like uh, my buddies over at High 90, right? Bob over there. They totally make their own keyboards from, from I don't know, I guess they melt sand <laughs> and make a circuit board. Maybe. And you can program them to the, and set them up in any, you know, we're used to the normal keyboard layout that we've we've come to from the typewriter right right you that's just like history there you can make it any layout you want with these keyboards so if you want it to look like a giant happy face you can make your keys in a big circle with a little smile in the middle i would type so slow uh but then you can also make one-handed keys keyboards so that you know all the keys are in one little small area you you can just go nuts. The happy hacking keyboard isn't is really much more simple than that. You it uses a uh, different type of key switch. Uh, I think they're electrostatic keys instead of basically you're you're making a connection right on the circuit board with the key when it comes down or pressing through a spring to to push it down. I don't know. Check check it out. But yep, I'll uh, take a look at that. I, there's the whole idea of assembling my keyboard and soldering you, things. You don't assemble these. You, you buy them pre, <laughs> pre-assembled, but they have a lot of like aspects. They're known for being really compact, meaning you do these things like with the function key, and then the function key combined with two other keys cause a third key press to be triggered. You know what I mean? Like yep. Instead of doing a macro on your computer, it's actually programmed into your keyboard. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is, that's pretty cool. And if you get used to it, I've heard you can be super fast with a hacking keyboard, um, just specifically because you're doing it all right on your keyboard and not on your computer. Yeah, I guess if I was, uh, I don't don't usually sit and type for a long period of time, like for an extended period of time. I'm usually typing in short bursts in in like notes situations or, you know, having a conversation with somebody, I need to type short bursts of text. So to me, um, while I can minimally get by with things like keyboard maestro to just blast out you know templates of things to fill in i don't really think i need to like if i was typing like documentation or specifications or rfps or something it might be something to look at yep see i i write a lot of rfps i write a lot of um, user stories requirements docs so i do i do write like paragraphs multi-paragraph things so like I type a lot and you can understand if you sat next to me, how much that would suck if I had a clicky keyboard all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, f- not just the keyboard, but yeah, I get it. 
and banging away on the keys and everything. But but like right now, sometimes I'll plug in my DOS at work because I, I do just really like how the DOS keyboard feels. I like the um, code keyboard quite a bit, but I did break it already. Oh, well, <laughs> how does one break a keyboard? The micro USB connection. Mm. It was it was you know it's one it's a tiny tiny slot. And if you've ever used those, is it micro or mini USB? I don't I don't know. Like the it's, fact there's there's multiple names for almost the same exact thing. Yeah, that's terrible. Is, is telling. But you know there's a really tiny slot that you slide this thing into, and it's sensitive to the angle that you slide it into. I was trying to push it in. I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just really rigid. So I pressed a little bit harder and then click. The oh click wasn't it going in. The click was me removing the, the micro USB connection from the circuit board. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would be so pissed if that happened to me. So uh, WASD was pretty cool about it. They just send out for free like a repair kit. This happens so often that when I opened up the keyboard inside... You can see that that connection connection is specifically made to be detached really easily from the circuit board <laughs> nice. and replaced. Yeah, so well, it's clearly a common problem. We'll see. I, uh, you know, and like you say, you move stuff out of the way. Like that's that's death for those types of things. Like all you got to do is bang a camera like a, on your desk, bang a camera into yeah. that USB thing, and it snaps it off. It, yeah, or just move the keyboard a little too far, and it unplugs it. That that sucks. But the thing is, is like everybody wants USB because it's it's common and it's a pretty fast connection to send lots of data over versus Bluetooth. I've had problems with Bluetooth keyboards, not keeping up with my typing. Yeah, I I am not a big small USB connection fan. I on my PS4, the key, the uh, headphones have a really tiny connection. And this is one thing that as much as uh, people gave Apple grief over the lightning cable, the fact that you can insert it up or down, it doesn't matter, it's going to go in and work, uh, is such a huge thing because I almost feel like I've broken my head my headphones using that little tiny mini USB because yeah. it's so small you can't tell, especially if there's dim light, like it's nighttime or something, which way it's supposed to go, up or down. Um, and yeah, the so, light, I like the lightning connector a lot, but yeah. then again, I don't know much about the technical spec of what type of data can be transmitted across it. Right, right. Versus the mini or micro or stubby USB, whatever it's called. Well, why don't they should really name one stubby USB? That would be <laughs> so nice. They should. They should definitely do that. So, uh, what are what are your other? Uh, you know, Philco, Philco makes nice keyboards. I've had a Philco before. Those are cherry. Uh, they're also relatively expensive. Like there's no cheap mechanical keyboard that I like there. And then there's the like classic Apple keyboard, which is really super nice. And I, I used to those, have one of those and yeah. I loved it. Um, you can still buy them on eBay, but kind of, they're kind of gross and they're yellow and I yeah. bet they're sticky and it's like, you probably don't want to look at it with a UV light. Oh. It's, I just, the idea of, Using somebody else's keyboard is so repulsive to me. Yeah, we had. Um, I worked uh, in an office that there was a guy who uh, he was very messy. Uh, it, like behind his desk, like it was up against the wall. When he left the company, they looked behind his desk, and it was just from the floor up to even with the desk was just wrappers from junk food, and his keyboard looked like someone had just smeared like butter on it and then 
it was under the sofa for a while. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of greasy, but dirty and oh, it was the worst. It looked so. like somebody had used it in Fight Club filming or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> porn clip, porn movie yeah. filming. Anyway, oh. so, um, so, um, that was usually they repurpose everybody's gear for the next person. They, and just, basically, burned they his, just, just burned it. Burned it. Yeah, and it's still smoldering years in a, later in a dumpster. The fire like hasn't that. gone out. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. I don't want, I don't ah, want somebody else's keyboard yeah. for sure. That's always my thing. Like, that's the other reason to take my own keyboard to work. <laughs> so I'd never know. Yeah. Are they giving me somebody else's keyboard? Did they shake out all the nose hair before they gave it to me? <laughs> Or is this just straight off somebody's desk oh, no. filled with shake out the nose hair? That's the skin worst. Skin cells and yeah. Well, you're. So, I mean, even though I use this keyboard all the time, and I'm the only one who uses it. The other I don't know, a couple months ago, I cleaned it out, and I was like, seriously? Like, where did all this stuff come from? Like hair, dog hair, cat hair. Like they don't come up here. They don't come up on my desk. It just floats around and settles in there. It's on Have your you ever clothes. Have you bought CyberClean? No, with CyberClean. Oh, I, I have a container of CyberClean right here. It is, well, I'm sure you've had, you had slime when you were a kid. Or yes. bought your kids slime. Yep. It's basically slime, which is polyvinyl alcohol and borax for all the chemists listening. Um, <laughs> it's basically slime that's made with like a cleanser in, in it with the water. Okay. So the way it works is you, like you get it warm in your hands and you can... I have some right here. It kind of smells a little bit like Fantastic, that cleaner Fantastic. Yep. And then you kind of stretch it out and you lay it over the keyboard and you let it kind of like ooze around the keys. What? Yeah, and it oozes around the keys and it's moist, so it's putting cleaner on the on the keys. And then you kind of like pick it up and it picks up skin cells or whatever, oh. <laughs> you know, that is there. But it's also like disinfecting it and cleaning the keyboard huh. at the same time. Cyber. Anything it's, with the word pretty, cyber okay. in it, I worry about. It's, yeah. Well, it's it's one of those, I think, as seen on TV kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. It does work. It's a, it's fine. I clean my keyboard probably once a week. Once Anyways. a week? Yeah. What do you... Come on. Jeez. Oh, I'm not like OCD or anything, but keyboards are gross. Yeah, they, they are pretty <laughs> they're, gross. They're like, you're touching them all the time. And I wash my hands pretty regularly, but... Still, it's like one See, of the few things that I'm constantly touching all day long. Now you got me looking at my keyboard like it's, uh-huh. you know, covered in the plague or something. That's Would you good. kiss your mother with that? <laughs> Would I ask my mom to kiss my keyboard? No. Probably not. Probably not, no. it's a good point. Same thing. It's not as gross as telephones, but it's pretty gross. Well, I, I would bet a keyboard is more disgusting than telephone. Probably not quite as bad as a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's just oh, uh, yeah um, anyway so that's so, kind of my that's kind of my list i've had tons more keyboards than that i really like if you're not into the clicky keyboards logitech the k series k 570 or 770 or something like that super nice keyboard not clicky but like heavy enough bluetooth the nice thing about the k series is it has like this um, three-way switch, so you can tell it switch one is my computer, switch two is my iPhone, switch three is my iPad. So you can switch between oh, the devices and use it that's for nice. everything. Yeah, I like uh, that. Believe it or not, I have a keyboard on its way. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no wonder I you're excited. I have a keyboard on order. Yeah, it uh, sounds like it. This one is really a novelty keyboard, I would I would say. And it's been pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Like the, the delivery, I think, because they have technical manufacturing problems. Look up TextBlade. TextBlade here. Let me type really loudly on my keyboard while I look it up. Nice. Here you go. See, it made it. Blade to font. Text blade portable keyboard. Yeah. All right. So check that guy out. It The text blade is this tiny, what? tiny foldable keyboard that you can fold up and put in your pocket. Like, not even fill your pocket. It is tiny, like a large pack of gum. That's pretty and amazing. You pull it out, it folds, it, it, un, it opens up. It's magnetic in the center, so the two pieces connect to make it like a full-size, almost like a full-size keyboard. The keys are pretty large, and it connects over Bluetooth to whatever, like to your iPhone, your iPad, your computer. I just find that super interesting, that idea. I like, can't wait to, to find out how you can type on it, or if you can even The idea that like, you can it. throw your phone down on the desk, pop this little keyboard out of your wallet or pocket or whatever, and just start typing on something that's much more comfortable than the virtual keyboard. Maybe that's the old man in me, but that, that seems like way cooler than... like I use the Apple Bluetooth keyboard for a really long time with my iPad. That's nice, but there's no way you're carrying that around your pocket. It's very interesting. It's a, it, it weighs one and a half ounces and measures 104 by 30 by 11 millimeters. Uh, it comes with a carry sleeve. And the space bar is large, but it's because it has the battery in it, which is smart. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. And the one, when I bought it, you got a bunch of extra stuff. So you can actually program it with macros and stuff like that. It, it's, it's more than just like a really dumb keyboard. You can actually program it so it sends different keystrokes for when you press certain things. Well, it also looks like the the case, quote unquote, case doubles as your iPhone uh, holder. So you could use it with an iPhone, just prop it into the little case for your keyboard and type away. Yep, it's by Way Tools. Way Tools. We can. I have a. I'm just looking at a review right the, here. The the downside to it is it was supposed to ship in. Uh, I can't. It was supposed to ship in nineteen eighty two. Oh. <laughs> early April, and now they're pushing it off to June. So mm-hmm. it, they do keep pushing it off. It was a hundred bucks. Yep. So as far as these things go, it's not like the cheapest like keyboard. And I would totally feel guilty telling my spouse about it. <laughs> so you could carry this could be part of your EDC. We just show about that. It's, it's, sure. it's the size of a. It looks like a thumb drive or a small pocket. It's really knife. interesting too. The design of it, like the space bar, is separate from the rest of the keyboard. Almost, yeah. it's like this big, like, um, like uh, a really large button, thick, like wide and and tall button that goes underneath the key, and it you know sits like a little wedge. I'm really curious how that. How that thing types. We'll have to do some. some uh, I am curious as well. Some so. well, actually, of whether you wasted a hundred dollars or not. We'll find out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, ho- I hope it. I hope it wasn't a total waste because I doubt the resale market for, for text blade is very good. <laughs> I have a feeling you're gonna. It's gonna fall out of your pocket, or you're gonna just. You know, you're gonna just, lose it. I also or something. find it compelling if you look at the design of the keys. You notice they're not all the same width. Yep. I think that's on purpose. It could be different. <laughs> I hope it's on purpose. I think it's, <laughs> I hope it's on purpose. <laughs> I oh. think it's I think it's, you know, 
basically the keys you use the most are slightly larger to make it easier to hit. Of course. But good luck with that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a total train wreck. If you get if you get emails from me that are like <laughs> you know, I'm using my text blade. <laughs> it'll look like it's like like Siri had an aneurysm, just kept typing it out for you. I oh, you know what keyboard I always wanted and never got? Because it was ridiculously expensive. Do you remember in maybe the early 2000s, 2005 ish, 2004, there was a keyboard that used LCD keys and you programmed them? No. Oh, you never heard of this thing? Like you can program them to light up and to display different things on the no. tops of the keys and. I love the idea because it would be the keyboard would change based on what application you were using, you know, kind of thing where it w wasn't just letter keys. No, I like the idea of it. I just have it never was super, seen it. It was like a thousand dollars or something like that. It was really, really expensive at the time. And I think ultimately it kind of failed because they had all kinds of like electronic problems. But then one um, that did completely like blow me away was I think it was Ergonus or something like that. It was a keyboard that imagine this you have remember kind of like color forms remember those as a kid where it was a piece of plastic and then you had like these little pieces of vinyl and they stuck to the plastic. Oh yeah, you I could remember those. Yeah, scenes, sure. Like Spider Man, Batman, oh whatever. That, boy, I can't right? believe I haven't Super, thought of those in yeah. Those were awesome. Years. Those were those were great. So imagine kind of like that, except instead of little color form decals, they were actual keys. That's crazy. And it was a like a plate that kind of was square, and you could put the keys anywhere you wanted and then program exactly what they did. Not just letter, but you could say like, this key launches this application and then enters this text. Like you could program up all kinds of stuff. That's bananas. It was PC only, but it was Awesome. I freaking loved that thing until I lost the keys. Oh, I was going to say that you actually had it and you played with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I have, I have one up in my attic still. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was neat. Uh, but PC only, and they did this really crappy thing where, like, they upgraded the software, but you had to buy a whole new, like, keyboard oh. to use the, the fixes that they made to the software. Nice, and nice that, of them. Yeah. So, Jeez. at that point, I was like, okay, this is not going to this isn't going to succeed when you do that kind of crap. And ultimately I think they might've gone out of business. Maybe they just went into that thing where they made toys with stick on stuff for kids. I mean, the color forms were great. Is that what they were called? Color forms? Color forms. Oh boy. That was so, they were so awesome. You and a, like, you have a so, better memory than me. So pointless. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sticking, it's like you sticking can't little color. comics on top of pla other pieces of plastic. There's no skill involved. You're not coloring anything. You're not using your creativity. Nope. The you shapes are already there. You just created a scene yep. by putting things on, on this. And usually the background was like, I, I think I had like a Spider-Man one and the background was almost like an alley. And you could put Spider-Man going up the wall and the goblin, you know, you could stick him on top of a flying disc and put him off further away and that's pretty great i'm looking at them right now color forms they're invented by harry and patricia kislevitz they uh a vinyl adhesive toy produced under the color forms brand wow Ho hopefully is... they retired very wealthy because i love those as a kid they uh they're still around 
Well, out of the blue, really? out of the blue, a company called Out of the Blue acquired the company. So mm. they've been acquired several times. It looks like I don't know if there's any, actually Still anything around. coming I bet there's out. There's an iPad app now, which totally doesn't make sense oh as an iPad gosh. app, but I'm sure it is. So uh, this is a big tangent here, but um, the fa- <laughs> the licensed characters uh, were um, the Three Stooges, uh, what? <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Peanuts. Uh, Green Lantern, My Little Pony. Uh, this is currently licensed because th- yeah, those those other ones were the originals, and then when it was bought in 2011, they released a 60th anniversary with Green Lantern, My Little Pony. I can Tonka swear I had Spider Man. I don't see it in here. Is Peanuts, Tarzan, The Three Stooges, Doctor Doolittle, Steve Urkel, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Urkel, Urkel, that was way after my childhood. I have no idea, dude. I, I have no idea. That is the craziest thing. Yeah, so, um, wow, well, let's hope they retired wealthy. You know the other thing that company made? Shrinky Dinks. I still do Shrinky Dinks with my kid. My kid goes bonkers for Shrinky Dinks. What? Can you believe it? She has an iPad and access to a computer and a bazillion shows on our Plex server. She loves Shrinky Dinks. <laughs> we sit down, like, we will do that on a rainy day. I'll pull out all the Shrinky Dinks we have. You sit there and you color them with special pencils and do all the different things. Put them on a, on a cookie sheet, bake them in the oven, they shrink down into hard pieces of plastic that then get wow. dropped behind every piece of furniture we own. That is amazing. She loves Shrinky Ding. I highly recommend it to anybody with a little kid. It's She's not even thrilled with the magic of them shrinking anymore. Just, <laughs> just that they become these little hard pieces of plastic is compelling to her. That is incredible. She's a, she's a future chemist. <laughs> I hope not. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. She'll she'll make millions. That's what chemists do, right? Yeah, millions. <laughs> I guess millions. Not. Perfect of pennies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what do you think of this beer? Well, I've drank about half of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh still delicious. It is. It's, it's and a lot more alcohol. Uh, what, what was burn. the price? It was pretty expensive. It was. It was. This is not something you go just pick up a six pack for, you know, your hot dog cookout. Well, I think the issue is that it's, uh, I think Oscar Blues is pretty expensive up where I live um, because a can of 1050 was $10. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So, so I, this the was, name I think, is actually the price. Yeah, this, yeah, really. Uh, this was, I think, five bucks, this bot, this can. Um, now, when we were in North Carolina, I got a six pack of ten fifty for twenty bucks. So, um, I think it just has to do with shipping, and it also be markup for the store based on popularity or whatever. How much was yours? I, I actually don't recall. I, I go to um, a beer shop that allows you to buy singles, mm-hmm. which is nice. And I remember thinking, "Geez, if you bought a six pack of this, it would it would be way too much. Like, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't." want to buy a six pack in fact it, i immediately thought like i would rather buy a chimay yeah than a six pack of this stuff easily although this is a really 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 good beer it's delicious but i mean just honestly we are in like a period of ridiculousness with uh access to amazing ipas like i like i have ipas in my fridge right now that are just mind-blowing i'm more from night shift brewing 
one of my absolute favorite IPAs. Uh, like there's, what do we have? Hop Stupids in there right now. Yep. That's phenomenal. Of course, Molly Light uh, is in there. Just there's so many great IPAs. I feel like the IPA market is really hard for anybody to enter because it's you're competing against like everything is world class now. Well, there's certainly some amazing beers. Well, um, would you have this week that was good? Oh, actually, first, what would you give this as a rating? I would give this a B plus. I gave it an A. Hmm. It's quite good because I if I looked at the things that I had rated around it, I would take this. But easily take I would take this whenever. This is a really good beer. Uh, let me see what other things do you have this week because I, I had a quite a uh, interesting week as far as beers go. Uh, let's see. I just had uh, London balling. London balling. <laughs> yeah, by uh, against the grain. Oh, that of was course, at twelve and a half percent. Yeah, uh, that was pretty delicious. Let's see. Oh, jeez, of course. I've cleared all my beer <laughs> every Again. time. We just had a new beta yesterday, so well, of yep. course, like, the people who own the app have the worst experience with the app because I've deleted all my data so we can test Many, many data. times. Yep. I know. It's fun. Uh, um, what else did I have? You, you go ahead. I'll try to okay. recall off the top I of my head. I had um, Blind Pig by Russian River, uh, which was an A+, one of the best IPAs I've ever had. Um, I had an interesting Oud Brune which I considered looking for to send you. It's a Cuvée de Jacobin Rouge. It was a, not fantastic. It was okay, though. Um, I had a Hardcore Chimera by Finches. Uh, that's a double IPA. Wait, I've, pretty had, good. I've had that Hardcore it's Chimera. Pretty good. Yeah. Is it really kind of fruity, almost uh, uh, perfumey smell? Um, I had Old Guardian Extra Hoppy by Stone. Uh, 2015 version. Um, I have, uh, oh, I had one last night called Lexicon Devil Grapefruit Pale Ale by Springhouse. Mm, grapefruit. Yes, yeah, so good. And then uh, just to keep it uh, Springhouse, which is a Lancaster brewery, I had a beer called the Astounding She Monster, which is a mango double IPA, which was fantastic. Really? Yeah, really, really good. Mango. Yeah, I'll look for that if you have never seen it and see if I can send hmm. you a bottle. That sounds great. Um, the other thing I had, uh, which is in very high demand around here just because it's so different, is called Sour Monkey, which is... Um, <laughs> I know. Sorry, yeah, that was I, a mic problem. Yeah, there. I'm sure it was. Um, sour Monkey is Golden Monkey brewed with uh, sour yeast and Brettanomyces. And it was it is an A beer. I don't like Gold Monkey really even a little bit and this was a knockout i used to like gold monkey there was a time when uh, uh victory was essentially the pinnacle of craft beer and i loved everything they made including golden monkey uh but i mean once you put the lactobacillus in it i'm not a fan i think you like it um but it's a mm. it's a 750 mil bottle and they're really expensive so if i sent it to you and you pour the whole thing down the sink when there's only 12 i would That's feel a bummer. Really, it would be yeah really my bad. wife wouldn't like it yeah. Let's see. I had um, Hop Freshener Series Citrus and Piney from the Hop Concept. That's a brewery I never never had before. Crazy. Yeah. They have awesome labels on their beers. They look like um, those. Uh, remember those old kind of pine tree air fresheners you hang from <laughs> yes. here. Yes. So uh, obviously that's a play on like their name instead of a hop instead of a pine tree. It's a hop cone. 
so I really love the label on those. The beer was good. B plus. Very. Um, let's see what what did I write here? Mm. So it's a it's an IPA made with uh, orange zest. I didn't taste any orange zest, but still pretty good. Uh, sweet up front and rich bitter finish, mild pine flavor. So it was it was tasty. Uh, ooh, a a duchy duchy d u c h y originals organic old ruby ale. So it's an extra special bitter old ale. Okay, that was pretty good. That sounds e pretty minus. good. Okay, I, I'm. I'm a fan of old ales or ESBs. I really like that style. So finding good ones is hard. I wish I'm looking forward to the craft beer gets into that style. You know how they seem to pick a style and you're going like to have to way overdo it. You have to live through lager first. I have a feeling. I know that's the new thing. This summer is lager. Let, let, what was it? Last summer was Saison. Last that's summer fine. was Saison. This summer. We'll go through it eventually. Yep. I, although I, I got to admit. Rye is coming up. Uh, right, I, Rye's I a new one. I like Rye's a lot. And a, and a hoppy lager is pretty darn good. I can live with that. Eh, I'm not a... Uh, Duclaw Brewing has one called Gridlock that's really, really good. Um, well, I just don't like the lager flavors. Well, it, to me, I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's not psychological. I can distinctly pick out a lager anytime. But to me, it tastes like dead yeast. I don't know why. It just tastes like that flavor that you get when you have a beer sit over yeast too long. Well, I also think that it could be uh, ha not having great lagers, too. So that's... Well, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I think um, if I send you Gridlock, if I can find some, because I haven't seen it since last year, but if I can find that, I think it'd, it it changed my mind towards what lagers could be. I'm not saying it is the best thing I've ever had, but... Um, yeah. Well, we have Jack's Abbey out here, which is probably the country's best lager producer right now, at least as far as people who like oh, lagers really? go. Yeah. So I've had a bunch of Jack Abbey's, like the Haponius Union is considered Easy like for you one to of say. the best one of the best lagers available right now. It's a like a hoppy lager. I gave it a B plus, and it is good as a lager, but it's a standout for me as okay. far as a lager goes. Um, I had a McKellar. Did it? I don't know if we talked about that no, last we didn't. time. No. Which one did you have? So, uh, the one with they that they make uh, with mosaic in it. Don't know. Sounds a second good. here. Give me a second. I'm looking for it. It's called Mosaic. Oh, well, that's uh, <laughs> conveniently named. <laughs> yeah, it's Imperial IPA. I give it an A. It was pretty spectacular. Hmm. So, uh, as you would guess with McKellar, let's see my comment. My journal entry was a little sweet and a little funky. Um, some pine and a bit of orange finish, really big beer. Huh. And it, it <laughs> funny enough, reminded me a lot of Molotov Light. Ah, uh, funny enough. It was enough. basically if, if McKellar was to make a beer to beat Mol Molotov Light or compete against Molotov Light, this would be it. Interesting. Maybe so he is. It definitely has some funk to it. I'm sure. He, I mean, you know the story there. Evil, the evil twin and McKellar are twins. Yes. Right. And they don't speak to each other apparently, or don't like each other. And I don't know the whole history because that's a little gross to try, try and figure out. Yeah. But uh, they have very different opinions about craft beer, but they both make amazing beers of their own right, and typically completely different from each other mm -hmm. right so i really enjoyed this i would totally buy it again to do a head-to-head -head, except it was like 
ten dollars for twelve ounces or something. Oh my like god! That. Yeah, it was really, or maybe fifteen dollars for twelve ounces. It yeah. was really expensive. They 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 definitely charge a premium for this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. Um, so yeah, yeah. <sighs> so this governor is good. Sounds, yeah, I'm this governor is awesome. It. Sounds like you had a good beer week. I had a good beer week, and uh, let's. Uh, Let's raise the class. Well, hope we have well, another good beer, good, good, beer week. good beer week next next week too. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> yes. So I'm going back to my internal development, and I will uh, we'll see you later <laughs> while I finish this beer. Okay, have fun. Talk to you later. See you. Bye. Bye.